before we start, I just wanted to say that I thought I paid for Zoom to build, uh, it would have kind of the unlimited meeting. Uh, for the first few podcasts, I didn't pay, and it, I would only have 40 minutes to record with my guests. The, for some reason, this, when I jumped on with Tyler, it came up with the timer that we had like five minutes left, so we kind of abruptly ended. The, so I apologize for that. I think we we're pretty much about to wrap up anyway. So overall, I think it ended up working out that's fine, but. Let's get to the conversation with Tyler, and I apologize for that abrupt ending. All right, welcome into the Bounce Batch Podcast. I'm your host, Riley McDonald. I have the, my Raptor Esport Tyler on. We're going to be doing a little coaching carousel talk. We've had a few jobs that have been that they have found their guy for, and uh, after that, we'll move on to a little off-season preview for the Raptors, but welcome on, Tyler. Thanks a lot for having me again, Riley. Always fun. Uh, Looking forward to spouting my Canadian propaganda, as always. Yeah. So let's start out with the Pistons. We were kind of saying before we recorded that all the coaching hired kind of have something loosely to do with the Raptors. They fired former Raptor head coach Dwayne Casey, and they brought on Monty Williams. A seven-year deal. Some people think it may be an overpay. I don't really personally care how much coaches get paid. It doesn't affect the salary cap or anything. So, the um, But they Monty had a pretty good one in Phoenix. I think they kind of moved on to move on from him after the last couple of playoff loss, but I think he'll be good for the rebuilding team. That uh, They have some young guys. Hopefully he can maybe get through to them better than he did with Aiden, but uh, what do you think of that, Hyle? Yeah, I mean, I think that was... I didn't think they had a shot at him, to be honest, so obviously money talks, and as you said, who cares how much coaches get paid? It's billionaires' money paying millionaires, so... Uh, not our problem at all and it's a great hire it's i think uh it's i think what he'll do for them is what people thought Dwayne Casey would do for them which is like come in and set the culture and you know make a bad team less bad <laughs> and like when Dwayne got there they weren't actually that young and that was i think either his first or second year was the year they traded for Blake and made the playoffs and then the kind of free fell from there. But I think uh, with Cade coming back with uh, Jaden Ivey and the pick, I'm not like a draft expert, but they should still be getting someone decent at five. And yeah, I think it's a great hire. I, I would have picked him first for them probably, <laughs> Like, if you could get any of the available coaches, I think great fit. And I think just moving on from Casey, uh, who I don't hold in super high regard, but I don't think any coach could have done much the last couple of years. So, yeah. Yeah. I think they'll hopefully, does. I think the goal is with, with the rebuilding team that they probably 
want to be more like the sports last year who even though they were terrible they still like ran stuff when then they what you don't want to happen you kind of be, become the Houston Rockets where you just kind of don't know the, even though you're bad when you're the sports last year there's like clearly organization they're clearly like an offense and defense that you're running even though you're not winning much well you don't want to be the Rockets well they're not really much of a plan offensively. So I think Monty, that's kind of the goal. Like, they're kind of more organized on offense. Hopefully he helps Cade and Ivy, who I really like that duo moving forward. Hopefully Cade can stay healthy. Hopefully Monty helped the guy develop. Jalen Dorn, I think it's an interesting channel to watch moving forward. So, yeah, I think that was a good hire by Detroit. I know Molly Hunter and the group did uh, – really hyped about it but uh, uh we move on to the next toronto raptor related coach the milwaukee bus hired adrian griffin to be their head coach i know our friend steve were decided about that he didn't want some born out he wanted to take a chance on a, a shifting coach that could maybe pop the now i know i'm not an expert on any of the board the shifting coaches but uh do you have any what do you think of the high or do you know like what the Griffin bring to the table for the Bucks? Yeah. So, I mean, I love Adrian Griffin. <laughs> um, I was, uh, this one bummed me out because I thought that was kind of my top choice for the Raptors. Um, I just think he's done. I mean, he, he's coached whenever Nick has taken like a sabbatical, which has happened a couple times he had some family troubles this year and last year and adrian coached the team and i think he was undefeated he's like four and oh or something as a head coach um and yeah i don't know i think they're getting a great hire he's like an nba lifer um and he's been kind of not like I know Nick will get all the credit for kind of everything that happened, but Adrian's a good player dev guy behind the scenes. Um, he certainly has a lot of like I think he's developed really good relationships in the media because no one seems to really have a bad thing to say about him. And yeah, I think it's a tough first job, but it's also really interesting for someone of that nature because he's a grinder like he's just been around for a while he was a grinder as a player and usually if you're getting like a pre that's a premier job where you're like you're getting a top what two three player in the nba and instantly you're a title contender obviously in your first year as a head coach um and yeah historically these kind of jobs don't go to coaches like that <laughs> even like people will point to nick in toronto but no one thought they were title favorites they hired they hired nick before Kawhi the Kawhi trade and even after the Kawhi trade i don't think we were like top five title odds kind of team um so uh, it'll be interesting. I think I heard he was Giannis's first choice after he met with Giannis. Giannis was like 100% on board. 
And yeah, I think it'll, I don't know much in terms of like what his offensive philosophies are. Um, but I know I would, I would expect they'll be much less rigid, which I think is kind of what they need in the playoffs. They'll probably win less games in the regular season. Uh, and kind of hopefully just in the vein of like Darvin ham with the Lakers, where it's like, he's not afraid to actually make, changes (laughs) change your starting lineup change your strategy and obviously that's been the bucks biggest weakness for the last couple of years i think yeah yeah i think the hope would be even without budenhodl that you can kind of take what you learned from him and you can still be pretty dominant in the regular season they'll probably still have pretty much the same personnel and could run a similar system and then once you get to the playoffs, then the then Griffin will hopefully be able to make more judgment. That was kind of an interesting job because I thought since they were a championship contender, they might want a more like proven head coach. But I guess it kind of made sense if since they moved away from Booth and Hordle, you'll probably would on a high or someone that is pretty much similar or worse to Booth and Hordle, like a Doc Rivers, Monty Williams. That's a guy. That's guy that had been burned out in the playoffs multiple times so yeah I think it's a good risk for them to take for sure um and then the 76 made a very interesting coach hire I guess it made sense because he had some relationships with Daryl Morey in the past but they hired Nick Norse the Raptors head coach from the past few seasons won a championship with the Raptors like you said with Kawhi Leonard it's kind of interesting I feel like the Raptors on the North were kind of known for switching up the defense. They won a lot. They would run some zone. They would switch some. Uh, and they also known for doing like the board Zibido style where the best three or four players are pretty much out there the entire game. <laughs> and uh, um, so then you go to the 76 sword where with Embiid, a good idea defensively. I don't think he offered a ton of like versatility defensively I think you're pretty much going to be playing him like at the level or like dropping back uh, for pick and roll defense and then you also have to kind of manage his minutes through the regular season at a weight that you might not have to uh, Pascal Siakam for example so I I know they would kind of they had he had that relationship with Moy. I think he was like the head coach of a G League team that Moy was in charge of the Vipers yeah <laughs> The um, but that's like personnel wide. I think it kind of an interesting high or at least from what Norse were doing in Toronto. So what what did you think about that? Yeah, I was shocked just because I heard, and again, I don't know what's true and what's not. I don't have sources. <laughs> um, I heard that Nurse turned down the box job, yeah. and then they went to Griffin from there, and that team is much better suited to what he's shown as a coach, I think, but maybe he wants something different. Maybe he wants the challenge. Like I personally think like Philly could be an absolute train wreck in like a year, which would delight me to no (laughs) end. Um, But you know, they've got a big off season here and yeah, it's it's hard to say. Like, I still think Nick's a great coach. I 
hold no ill will towards him. Like, I think he had a really bad season this year (laughs) and kind of tanked the team by talking about his future in the middle of the season a couple of times, which was super awkward, but he just had one foot out the door and wanted a new challenge probably. Um, It'll be interesting because I think what he's done in Toronto for the most part is he coddles the stars. The stars are the golden boys and they don't get criticized. They don't get thrown under the bus or anything, but like he'll just rip into like role players in the media. And then like, I don't know how much has been like public knowledge outside of like Raptors Twitter, but like, Gary Trent Jr. was a 20 points a game scorer for like a year for us and then had like a pretty slow start to the season this year. He's coming off an injury and like Nick just ripped him to the media and then benched him and apparently never talked to Gary Trent Jr. (laughs) and was just like, yeah, he's been dog poop this entire season. He needs to be better. He sucks. And like, benches him never had a conversation with him and he's done that a few times with different guys and like you'll it was a big news like not one raptor said like thanks coach on twitter (laughs) or anything like fred made posted something after he got hired by philly but like no one said anything and I think like I think the players like straight up didn't like him by the end of last year and I don't know Embiid strikes me as a pretty sensitive guy (laughs) and I say again I don't think he's gonna get much criticism he's a dominant player and I think Nickel I don't I'm not too worried about the minutes thing I think he'll adjust that's just a personnel thing because he had guys who wanted to play that much pascal wants to play 48 minutes fred wants to play 48 minutes Embiid doesn't which is again not a knock (laughs) like he's seven foot one 300 pounds he shouldn't be playing 40 regular season minutes um so yeah i think he'll improve their defense and offensively i think it just depends who they bring back like what's that team look like um there's been some fred rumors like i don't think harden's coming back but maybe this coaching change helps them um but yeah it'll that it'll be interesting i i don't think it'll make them like a better playoff team if they just bring the same personnel back I actually think Doc did a pretty good job in the playoffs. Like, I didn't think they were going to take three games off the Celtics. Um, And, yeah, Doc can't help Joel getting hurt every single year in April. So, yeah, it'll that one will be interesting because I think more than the other big kind of teams are not going to be too much ripple effect. They're going to bring back the same groups for the most part. Um, But I think there could be some like pretty big changes personnel wise in Philly. Yeah, definitely. The, yeah, I don't want to point up the Fred rumors. The, um, 
So maybe he was the only Raptor guy that like Nick Norris, or maybe he just want to change the scenery or something. But uh, that's definitely an interesting team to follow in the offseason. Uh, Darrell might have some tricks up his sleeve. He might be able to dump Tobias Harris somewhere and then maybe point in some more death or something like that. But yeah, it, it was kind of an interesting job because you kind of worry for this North stake, like what it Harden leads for Houston and then like halfway through the season and be just like looking at Maxi and Tobias Harris and it's like, get me out of here. <laughs> and then, then it's kind of like, then he he just like coaching the process seventy six or something. But uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, that kind of a gonna be interesting team to watch. I think that some highway north kind of showed that they're still pretty dedicated to probably bringing Harden back and trying to make some move around the fringes and try to make another one. But uh, yeah, the, we can kind of move on to the Phoenix Suns, who I believe it probably the last open job at this point. Hey. (laughs) Raptors haven't hired a coach yet. Oh, the Raptors. I I meant before we get to the Raptors talk, but uh, uh, it seems like like Bill Simmons mentioned on his podcast, and I think Zach Lowe kind of mentioned on his podcast. It seemed like they had maybe kind of like – it seemed like Kyle Young is kind of the guy to kind of watch there. Nothing is official yet, but I think Bill kind of said that they maybe kind of under the table to already made him the head coach or something. But uh, the, would, did that surprise you that they maybe didn't bring in uh, Bootenheim or Doc Ribble or the more experienced guy to coach KD and Booker? Or do you think it's kind of similar to the Bucs that don't bring in another coach known for choking in the playoffs? <laughs> Yeah, like I think that's definitely a part of it. Um, with that owner, he's I I quite like him. I I have only really heard him. Like I listened to the Simmons pod with him, and I've listened. He's made a couple like public announcements, and I don't know. I think Phoenix is lucky. I think he's going to be a really good owner and he's smart and I just don't see what bringing in a retread it's same situation like what you were just talking about with Milwaukee where why are you firing a good retread in Monty to bring in a retread you want to try something new um I know people clown Bill Simmons a lot but like when he says something, it's usually right. And in, in terms of like scuttlebutt around the league, he's not just throwing rumors out there. Like he had LeBron to LA months before everyone, not everyone else, but he was talking about it early. He had Matt Ishbia buying Phoenix like a year ago. <laughs> um, so when he says something with like relative confidence, I generally take it at face value and yeah I just think that that job's pretty much wrapped up and I know nothing about him (laughs) um like as a coach I think you're probably just trying to bring someone in to establish like a defensive identity like what do you really need on offense I think you can just roll the ball out and score 118 points a game 
with that team. So I think you're just trying to either, if you're keeping Aiton, you're trying to get buy-in from Aiton into the role they need him to play, even if it's not the role he wants to play. And I think they'll make a bunch of moves around the edges, bring in, like, I think they have, like, their full mid-level this year. And, like, they can make some, like, fringe trades or something. But, I you know, I think they'll they'll get vet min guys and that they wouldn't have gotten and without Durant kind of thing. So they're an interesting one for sure. And I think it'll be tough to do worse, I guess, in terms of just having those two embarrassing blowout playoff losses back to back years. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, I would expect them to kind of point it back maybe try to with a full offseason and try to fill out the bench a little bit more than they could last season on the fly after they traded for Durant. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if they traded Aiden or honestly even Chris Paul, but I wouldn't bet on it, though. I think everyone will probably be back for them. So I'm guessing Booker especially probably really likes Young, so... Uh, I feel like they probably wouldn't hire him if Booker were just like, oh, like, I don't know about this guy. But uh, um, I feel like that is kind of an interesting team to watch. I feel like everyone thought Booker and KD could maybe just midway and shoot their way to the finals this year. So if they can get a better supporting cast, I think they'll probably throw me a lot of pressure on Young right away as a head coach. The, moving on to the Raptors, I know you said Griffin were kind of your fourth choice before the Bucs got him. The we can do some middle picture talk as we kind of talk about this coaching out. I think it's kind of interesting because the Raptors, you know, do they try to want it back? They will, it seemed like they will play battle after they add up. They added Yaka Porto at the deadline to do maybe try to play like see if they can play like that for the whole season. Uh, do you maybe? Play to Siakam or Van or shine and try to shine and trade for Van Fleet to Philadelphia or wherever. Or do you trade an OG and an OB? It seemed like everyone thought OG would don't get traded at the deadline, and then they kept him. The but kind of interesting because it's like, do you bring in a head coach? Do you think battle suited for a veteran team if you don't want it back, or do you maybe bring in a coach that you think would be better for player development if you don't trade one of those guys? It's kind of interesting that it might be need to talk a little bigger picture with the Raptors, but uh, do anyone on your list that you're kind of eyeing at this point? Uh, well, <laughs> the only guy on my per- – like, I would love Steve Nash just as a Canadian. hometown hero, whatever. Um. He was in a no, I don't, I have no idea if he's a good coach, basically. Like that was just an impossible situation. He obviously didn't do very well, but like, I don't know, they were trying to get him fired halfway into his first year. Like it was a terrible situation and he didn't do well, but I'd love for him to get a second chance. It sounds like we're just keying in on Euros at this point. Um, Sergio Scolario is the favorite. Um, most people would know him as the Spain national coach. So he's been coaching like the Gasol brothers and 
Calderon and Rubio and all those guys. So he, and he was actually an assistant for our championship team. And then I think he went back over to Spain. Um, but yeah, so I, I know him as the guy that they used to send out to do halftime interviews. <laughs> um, I know a lot, he's respected in the locker room. I feel like if they hire him, it means we're kind of staying the course. I think because he's well-respected in the locker room already, guys know him. Uh, I think a lot of the G League guys worked with him. Um, so that would have been like Pascal, Fred, Jakob, <laughs> um, Boucher, like any of the younger generation, which I were, I guess now that's the older generation of Raptors would have worked with him a lot. So if we hire him probably means not any huge boat rocking personnel wise, but I, these are, there's the two other candidates. I'll be honest. I haven't even heard of that got posted uh, today. There was like Raptors finalists are Sergio Scolario, Jordi Fernandez and Darko Rajakovic. I don't know who those guys are. I'm not going to pretend I do. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, on the preference of kind of a mini blow up, if the deals are there, uh, if you can like fleece Portland for Pascal or OG and get three and whatever, like I'm all for it. I'm all for just seeing if Scotty has star potential and, going from there and I don't think he can really achieve much with Pascal on the roster I love Pascal he's awesome but I think him and Scotty's skill sets are very very similar yeah yeah the, I was talking to Mikey a little bit earlier today that and it seemed like in terms of the blade Lord, he very much interested in Siakam the, he wouldn't want to give up shop for Siakam or OG. The, it seemed like number three would be on the table for Siakam, but not for OG. Um, so that kind of would hit standpoint on it. Obviously, he's not wanting the team. He'll be down to do like, uh, Anthony Simon, and they have like the 22nd pick from the Knicks, that kind of package for OG. Um, but uh, I don't know. Do any like framework of a deal there with Portland? without shop being involved that like oh yeah yeah like for pascal i would i mean three like has to be involved like that's just a gimme and honestly it it, salary wise it kind of has to be simon's Yeah. yeah uh so like it would probably have to be simon's three and salary whatever i don't know if it's like nurkic if they want to dump him or um, like I was looking at it, their their books are really weird. Like they don't have a ton of mid range kind of contracts, so it does make it a little tough. But yeah, like I would I would basically like take three straight up yeah. for Siakam with like a future first. Um, but I I would I'm not like super high on Simons. I think he's a little bit overrated. People think he's like a automatic star in the making kind of thing, but I'm 
Not so sure, but I'd be fine. I think he's a much better fit than Fred, who I'm just like waving off. Like I will be angry if he's our starting point guard for game one. And yeah, so like I think there's a framework there. If I was Portland, I would have no interest in it. But I'm of the opinion that Portland isn't good and won't be good. Um, I think they would have been good with this roster like five years ago. But I was going through it and we were charting it today. The West is going to be unreal next year. <laughs> like if, if Wemby's actually like an impact player who gets san antonio to like 30 or 35 wins or something and if like harden goes to houston and they trade their pick for a vet semi all-star or something like there could legitimately be no bad teams yeah in the west and then like i don't know if you're mortgaging your future as portland to like hopefully win one round maybe like i don't know I don't see it, but I know Portland fans want to do right by Dame, and that's cool. So, yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting the the lead that's being so deep now. I know that I kind of feel like this Ford's team that didn't make the playoffs last year, like eight years ago, I think could have made the Copwood final again. Ben Wendo team that like made the Copwood final and got swept by LeBron, but the um, the so if you're trying to stay the course with the Raptors who are kind of in a similar spot with the board, they have a decent amount of talent, couldn't get into the playoffs last year. Do any like, as we kind of wrap up here, do any kind of friends move that you make any like free agents that might not be like getting huge contracts elsewhere that you think could come in and make a difference? Um, like, I mean, the problem with the Raptors is we spent all our money on the money stealer last year, Otto Porter Jr. Uh, so we have no exceptions. We have like vet mins and that's it. And we historically don't get vet min guys cause they go to chase titles. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think there's a, almost a hundred percent going to be a move. Um, I don't know what it is um there's all like I, there's a chance fred fred's got like an opt-in this year for like 24 million and i think he's gonna find out real quick that the money he thinks is there isn't there <laughs> uh, in the open market so i wouldn't be surprised if he kind of comes back with his tail between his legs and opts in or they restructure or something but I would uh I would be totally fine trading him for like literally anything. <laughs> yeah, there was a deal I saw the athletic put. I think it was kind of with the Raptor moving more toward the weed build, but it would like the boards it would a board Raptor deal. It would Londo pretty much does to shit on your bench and you rebuild. Like Dale and Terry, who went out first round picks last year, but didn't play much. He very raw, and then like another forge for Fred VanVleet. Great. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just out on. He was just really kind of toxic last year. I think he needs to move on. 
Like, I think he's still a good player. I think he can absolutely help a good team. Uh, I think he'd actually be pretty good on the Bulls, to be honest, Um, or Philly or anywhere, like, where he doesn't need to defend point of attack. That's his, like, number one weakness. I remember I posted something. I can't remember if I posted it and overstated or not, but at some point last year, point guards hit their season high in points 13 games in a row against (laughs) the Raptors. And it was all just like Fred cannot contain the ball. Like he's, I think he had a pretty bad injury uh, after he got his all-star berth two years ago. And I, I'm just like, I think it's very similar to like when Isaiah Thomas got hurt. And all of a sudden was just like cooked and it's not quite that bad, but you can see it when you're that small. If you lose like a quarter step, it means so much and it's really affecting him. Like he he locked Steph Curry up, not locked him up, but did a really good job on him in the finals a couple, like four years ago. And now like, everybody gets past him like it's not even close he can't defend anyone so being with someone like caruso would be phenomenal for his career as opposed to having to still guard ball yeah yeah i think it would be a really good fit uh my thing that i don't want to give up like any more assets to like be like the six or seven seed pretty much but uh, yeah that kind of my stand on it but uh like the main thing from you you just want to get rid of Fred Van Fleet well uh thanks for coming on Tyler <laughs> thanks a lot Riley